Welcome in. We are live on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. My friends, we are connecting with you, Italian football fans over the, all over the world, and even French football fans all over the world on this episode. We are going global. We're going all over Europe, my friends. And, you know, as we said uh, when we tweeted out this episode, I want to create more of this vibe when we do the live shows. This is really going to be a party. Anything goes. I know Jerry is probably going to get us banned from the internet. Like we're we're only going to be on the dark web exclusively. Starting it could be me. It could be me. It could could be be George. And let me go around the table and introduce everyone. We really have a star-studded panel here. And as I I mentioned this uh, on Twitter earlier, we welcome George Rodriguez back in, who is my French football correspondent. Uh, big Lyon supporter. Uh, pretty much everything I know about Lyon comes from this guy. And George, I said it, you know, earlier today. I have never laughed as hard on this show as when you know Jerry and I had you on uh, about a year ago, maybe a little bit less than that, something around a year ago. Yeah, and we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about Mauro and Wanda Icardi with you, and <laughs> you had me freaking rolling on the floor. So it's been too long, that man. Was, Welcome back to the show. I How had are to you? Feel like, I feel like I, that was the first time you had to censor someone for swearing, calling someone the C-word. That was hilarious. But it's great to see you guys again. It feels good to be back. I don't you know, know much about Serie A, so I'm very sorry, but I'm willing to be a sponge today and hear all the commentary about it. No, and, and I know you're going to do an awesome job. Uh, we're also welcoming in, and this is the first time he's joined us on this show. Of course, I've been on many pods with this man on Studio Inter, on Sempre Inter. And of course, uh, I, I support his website and I support all the work that he does. And the Italian football pod is absolutely brilliant that he does uh, with Carlo and with John. Nima Tavale Rutzeri is with us here. Nima, good evening, sir. I know it's very late evening for you in Sweden. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. It's really good to be with you guys, and thank you for those kind words. It's uh, it's it means a lot, and just not just you. It's just support from from everybody, from from Jerry and Richard and Frank and everybody else. It really means a lot. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's our pleasure having you on. And Richard, of course, Richard Carmen, another guy. How many goddamn Calcio crossovers have we done with these guys? Whether and and you know, sometimes I can't even remember. Am I on the Serie sit down? Are they on Calcio yeah. Connection? Sometimes we host your show. <laughs> right. <laughs> You, you guys hosted our show before. Richard Carmen is with us. Richard, ciao. How are you? Ciao, ciao. I'm doing great, man. This is going to be fun. I'm already laughing, and we're not even started like five minutes in, so let's go. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, of course, Jerry Mancini is here, my co-host. Uh, my he, he is the Batman to my Robin or the Robin to my Batman, depending on what the hell's going is on. Is Moses to your Jesus? You know, like... <laughs> And it's, your, it's good to see Jerry smiling. to your immobile. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Nima. For those of you who are watching us, you know, man, people might be listening to the replay just on podcast, but for those of us who are watching us on YouTube, Richard Carmen's T-shirt, Caicedo over Immobile. Please tell me I can buy like a hundred of those and just like pass them around, you know, neighborhoods near my house just to get everybody. You know, that that T-shirt, Richard. Is it's gonna sell in Jerry's stores. I'll tell you that. Hold on. While while, while IFTV is selling cultural shirts, scam. There is a real shirt, Caicedo greater than Immobile, that people should actually be w- w- buying. That is real material. Jerry's actually endorsing it. See, look at that. This, that that's say. real material, okay? That's the original now. That's marketing, guys. That's better. And you know what? If Caicedo gets eight winning goals, 
by the end of the year and it gets us a, uh, a top four spot, I'll take it. And, and I'll frame that shirt, man. Okay. I'll frame that shirt. We're recording this, right? We're recording this, right? I don't care. If that if it takes Caicedo greater than Immobile to get a top four spot, I'll take it. Okay. Whatever, whatever it takes, man. That that shirt's gold, man. But yeah, this should be a fun night. Nima, it's a finally it's a privilege to finally meet you. You too, man. So first, very... I can't believe it's the first time we're actually doing this because I we've you know we've been talking for a couple of years now and and yeah it's weird it's the first time we actually meet each other like this yeah and then this is uh, J Rod's second time and uh, Richard I lost count with you so yeah <laughs> yeah I mean every... Richard is actually hosting the show probably more oh, than can I ask can I, can I make a request can I make a request I know yeah. I know you guys don't do that anymore but I for, this is the first time I'm on with Jerry. Can we please have a story time with Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Please. 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 I, I concur. I concur. Oh, I, I got to remember a story that. first. I need um, if Joe, I hope Joe's watching this episode tonight man cuz he he knows all the Jerry Tyne stories he can tell me. He knows better than Oh man. Yeah, I I can probably Pull one up. I'll, I'll try to remember I'm one sure by the end of the show. Can. Yeah, we're uh, going to get that in late in the episode. Oh, and, and, and like yeah. you, you guys have no idea because, like, yeah, for for like the first six months that we were doing this pod, we would get the Jerry Time story every episode, and then like we realized like he might have been breaking some laws. Like there could have been statutes of limitation on crimes that were committed. So he he like temporarily stopped telling Jerry stories, but I don't want anyone to think he ran out of stories. Believe me, because he, he, like, cause a lot of times Jerry would like give me the stories in private to vet the stories, and I've heard a couple dozen that haven't even actually made it. On the okay. I'll have to research it in our chat groups now. Uh, any include any include donkeys? Uh, never mind, never mind. I'll find out later. I'll find out later. <laughs> And Jerry, oh, by the way, are, are you doing okay? Because I, I know that you were watching Europa League today, and uh, and you were really Fox hoping six. you were really hoping that Roma would, would go down to Ajax. And hey, Edin Dzeko, clutch, clutch goal. I know it was technically a draw, but they go through on aggregate today. So Roma moves on to the semifinal in Europa League. Uh, any words from the Laziale? Are you okay with what happened today? Um, you know what, man. They're, they're going to lose the next round anyways. Nima said it perfect. Carlos said it perfect. You know what? I'll sum it up easy. When you're defending for 90 minutes against Ajax, I don't understand why they're sitting back just defending. Like, yeah. it, it, I didn't like that strategy. That's personally me. They gave Ajax so many opportunities, and they were very fortunate that that second goal got called back. Mm-hmm. It was a foul, but they were very fortunate that it turned out like that. For a team like Roma, who has, I think, Decent amount of talent to beat Ajax toe to toe should never have played to that to that strength. Going against Man United, sitting back like that, you're gonna get. Gonna, there's gonna be like history being written all over again, seven one. So. By the way, well, I, I, I think it's I a fortunate thing because I feel like Paulo Fonseca is this, very similar to Jose Mourinho, very defensive, especially when he has a lead. In Europa I, I, League, for sure, it seems yeah. like it. Oh yeah. I, 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 I know that I'm really interested to hear what Nima has to say as well, but I just think in, in general that I don't care if you're up 2-1 two, two on aggregate. And I'm happy, I think they're taking away the away goal rule now next year. Is that correct? Or is that something they've been I discussing? I, I was, 180 minutes. Okay. I, 
I don't know. I was reading something about taking away goals, but maybe that's what it is. Yeah, they, and, and, they, and you know what? They, they should take, for the 180 minutes, they should take that away because, because okay, that's, what that's only in the second leg. Like, you can't yeah. get extra time yeah. in the first leg. So it's not fair to have it Agreed. only for the I second agree. leg. I agree about yeah. that. I think that's a good idea, too. No, look, for, for me, the thing that gets me about this Roma – um, the thing about Fonseca that, that I think that, that after today it's, is that he has to go. Undoubtedly, he has to go. It's because when, when you have a manager, when you have a coach who is backpedaling <clears throat> as much as he is, uh, clearly is, because what we saw today from minute one against Ajax is it, it was it was he's trying to play a football that he has no idea how to play. And that just made Roma look really, really weird. And they looked weak. They looked disjointed. They looked unorganized. They looked like a team that didn't know what, what they were doing. Because um, he's not a defensive coach. And when a coach starts second-guessing himself like he does, that to me suggests a guy that, that, that is under pressure, that is second, that is that that knows that he's not going to be here the next year. I think he basically even said it as much after the game. I mean, I, I don't think there's any much... I need a different way to 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 interpret what he said after the game about. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. We'll see. I only care about the present. When a coach talks like that, he knows it. Everyone knows that he's out. So, Sounds so like that, that, that's one thing. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that, that, that's that's one thing. That, that, that's that's one thing. But then you have the other side of it, and that to me is this notion of throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks, kind of coaching. Yeah. And that's what he's done against Ajax two <clears> games. And to me, that's just. He's a good coach. He's just in the wrong league and he's in the wrong team. Yeah. And I think his football would he would do better and his football would do better if it was in the Premier League. But above all, La Liga. I think he's yes. made for La Liga. Yeah. I mean, La Liga, he's a La Liga coach. And I think that he's actually a, a coach that could probably do really well in one of the top four sides. I mean, not maybe not Barcelona or Real Madrid, but you know, one of these other, yeah, exactly, or Valencia, or or or, or one of these other teams. He, to me, he's a coach. Leon he can do Leon. Absolute, absolutely, Leon. I mean, Leon, Leon, no, Leon, or Marseille, or Marseille, even like Marseille. Marseille has some Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. Like I I, that's the way I that look kind at of it. Level. That yeah. kind of level, because when the way he gets found out in the Serie A and and that kind of hurts his confidence and that makes him second guess and then we saw the what we've seen against Ajax uh you know I, I fear for what's going to happen against United I think it's going to get yeah. embarrassing yeah it's it's um, it's scary how how you know they got a decent midfield they actually have really I like their midfield yeah. a lot I rate them Me too. and the way they play in Serie A it's very attractive but these two games against Ajax has been stupid. Why are you playing defensive? You look at the statistics. It's ridiculous. And you're like, what are they doing? You're giving a team who's offensive opportunities to score. I'm like, you're playing with house money. They played with fire these two games and got away with it. They're yeah. not going to get away with it against United if they do this oh, bullshit. Oh, no, 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 And the thing mm -hmm. is that if the thing, the problem with him is that he doesn't know how to balance his teams. Yeah. So if he goes and attacks, which I think he will against United, it's going to get embarrassing. Yeah, because if there's anything United can do with those players is to hurt you on the counter. Yeah. And with the intelligence they've got, and and if you give someone like uh, Rashford space or Martial space or whoever, I mean, shh, yeah. it's going to get embarrassing. And, and this is what I'm worried about because I, I I feel bad for Roma because I think Roma deserve better. I mean, on the other on the plus side, this is Roma's fourth, this is their second semi European semi final in four years. You know, if we're going to zoom out, 
this is the second year in a row an Italian team is in the city uh, is in the semifinal of the Europa League. That's good. That's progress. And also, I, I I looked it up and 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 I saw that now I saw something on Twitter that uh, now with this result with Bayern Munich and Dortmund getting knocked out and Roma getting to the semifinal, Italy cling, hang on to that third spot in the coefficients because it looked like Germany was going to go past them. I mean, but, you know, so, so that's that's all good for Italian football, but but Roma's project <coughs> needs a life. Bro- the, the, the answer is Maurizio Sarri, and I've been banging on the Sarri yeah, drum ever yep. since he left Napoli. Even, even when he was at Napoli, I yeah. was telling John, Maurizio Sarri is who Roma should get. And I'm really excited because I because it's but it's it's a sure. I mean it's it's yeah. it's all it's gonna happen. I remember and when you said that. I thought I was like that's a brilliant idea. You know, hundred percent. And it's it's embarrassing for Syria if they do get blasted because everyone's gonna say, oh, Syria sucks. Look, th- yeah. their best team is getting shattered seven to one, and that's what I don't want to see. We yeah. get that whole time. We, <laughs> <laughs> we get called the Farmers League left, right, and center for uh, those stupid top six EPL fans. I get it all the time. Uh, I feel your pain. I know that feeling. So, they're, 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 for they're me, the, I feel like the, the way Nima's describing fans. it sounds like Paulo Fonseca has a plan A, but doesn't really have a plan B or C or D. Yes, something was that. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yep. And if it works, he keeps using the same thing over and over until it doesn't work and then changes it up again. Yeah. Sounds like Rudy Garcia 2.0. And it's funny that you mentioned Rudy Garcia because that's exactly what Rudy Garcia failed at Roma <laughs> for and was criticized heavily at Roma for. And he exactly still is that. being criticized. Let's yeah, and, 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 and it's, 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 that's the thing with Roma. I mean, Joe, that's why John says he loses hair and, and gets angry. It's like this club drives him crazy that they keep repeating the same thing over and over again. That's true. And it's like, and it frustrates him to death. And I can understand that because it's like when you've watched the movie over and over again, you, you get kind of tired. Um, but but I do think that this new ownership knows what it's doing. Uh, I think Sarri is an absolutely phenomenally intelligent <clears> choice. <throat> and if they can have a Mercato built around him, I think Roma are a shoo-in for top four. Or even yep. Christoph Galtier, who knows? If he wins mm. with Lil, he could probably get the Napoli job, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother issue. That's a whole I have, really a, I have a question about that. That, that. that actually can sum up my question I want to ask you guys. Uh, do you feel like a guy like... Gautier, I can't pronounce his name, whatever his Christophe name is. Gautier. Gautier. Okay, mm-hmm. do you think that he's suited just for league on and, and certain managers are, are, are not equipped to take the jump to a different league like Serie A, like where we've seen maybe they, they don't have that skill set to adapt to that league and they're meant to, to coach in a certain league and only a certain league? Or am I just being a little biased here, like, or, or like, literally blinded? Because I've noticed a lot of managers take the jump to City A. Like, Nima, you've seen it already yourself. Like, so many have failed and, and not so succeed after fact, one it's season. So like, uh, it's, I, I it's all it's mental. It's all, I think it's, I, I think the City A is attacked, is, is the most very tactical, tactical league. And it's, it's, I mean, Mourinho said that, I remember Mourinho saying that he was exhausted. Uh, by in the Serie A, just as the Serie A rounds, because in order to win those points, he had to coach himself to death because the the coaches were so well prepared and they were so everything he did they had an answer for and, and he was like he was frustrated because he wasn't used to being challenged like that on a weekly basis for 38 weeks yeah. um and and that's that's true it, it is a very tactically astute league it's a very tactically skilled league and i think 
it doesn't mean that coaches elsewhere are worse or better. It's just mm -hmm. different. It's different. And and winning in the Serie A is, 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 is difficult for coaches because they are so tactically, uh, they can suffocate you without, like a boa constrictor without you understanding how or why and frustrate you. Um, it's different in Spain. It's different in the, in, in the Premier League. Obviously, the physicality of the French league is, is I mean, that, that's something different. else. It's, mm -hmm. probably, it's the most physical league, I think, in, in out of all of these. I mean, the French league is just insane for, 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 for the for the sheer power of the players. They, you know, it, it's it's a technical league, but it's also a very physical league. I think Ibrahimovic said it that he was not expecting the league to be this physical um, when he when he came there. No, he said it. Yeah. He was like, I, I didn't expect this, and it, it took a lot out of him as an athlete. He said, to 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 survive in the league on. Uh, but then, you, but the, the difference, the the flip side is, you get a lot of space in Liga, which you don't get in the Serie A. You don't get any space. Space is scarce in the Serie A. Uh, for, you know, that, that every, for every other thing in the Serie A, you, don't, you might not have pace, you might not have fluidity, but you, you don't get space. They, they just don't concede anything <laughs> to you. And, you, and, that's, and then that makes it such a difficult league to coach in if you're not prepared. And that's why I think if not, Napoli bring in a guy from France... Would language barrier be also a blockage? Because obviously Christophe Galtier does know a little bit of Italian, so it can help him in the short I, I, term. It, it depends. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about. I don't know enough about him as, as a coach to say anything either way. But I'm just saying. I mean, was he? You know, to be to understand and and be able to face coaches that play you that 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 go after everything you do they have an answer for that is frustrating to to go against um and and i i don't know if he can if he's the right man to do that in in the Serie A and especially with Napoli where it's a kind of a volatile club and a piazza that's pretty volatile and i, I don't know if i would want to put a young coach his first job abroad from France in in that atmosphere i mean it could go really well but it could also go very badly so like a Fiorentina would be something that you should start yeah. off with, something like yeah, that. Something no, like that. no, not Fiorentina. Oh, not Fiorentina. No, did you hear that John, uh, it's Cattuso that most likely will be going to Fiorentina and they're willing to like – you like no, it? I, I, I want to see love Spalletti. I'm scared. I, I would love. I would love to see Spalletti. I would love to see Spalletti too. Yeah, um, I'm just. But I still can't shake the feeling that either Spalletti or Allegri are going to take over at Juve. Um, that, that's just the feeling I got. I mean, and the thing I'm seeing now is Allegri to Bayern Munich, which I, I think would just. Today. I mean, that you got to stop that. They would Bayern Munich will never lose another game if he goes there. It's like yeah, but he, he doesn't play offensive football either. Yeah. Like yeah. stylish football, and they're gonna hate that. They hated it's that about it's 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 when, they, when they don't. He said that about, about the links of, of Allegri to uh, to Bayern because when I saw it uh, this morning, selfishly, me. selfishly, my first thought was, you know what, so so much better there than Juve because obviously Allegri back at Juve becomes you know a monster. Another ten years you know, never drops points all over again. <laughs> I would rather have that at Bayern than I would at Juve. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the thing is with Bayern is if that would be such a perfect choice for him yeah. because he would just. They wouldn't. The thing is, he would. He would. The pragmatism he approaches would mean that they would still score five, six goals. They just wouldn't concede anything. Right. Do you think though they would score that many goals? Though I, I feel like Allegri's tactics. They're when he gets three goals, he stops. You know, I feel yeah. like he stops. He doesn't want his teams to concede any goals. So he They'd wants be to have the by accident that team. 
Yeah, this is true. This is true. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Is that what he would do is pretty much offer them a sort of solid, solid base defensively to build from that they would just never concede. Yeah, (laughs) and then you have the attacking prowess already there. Now, I, I, that scares me. But that just don't make that happen because they, they won't, they just won't lose. It just won't ever happen again. Like they, could it they, be also was... like Ancelotti to Bayern? Would it be that no, kind of sense? No, that no, that that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I don't think that. There. I just know above all things in Bayern, uh, and a lot of bigger teams have this. Like if you don't play stylish enough, they're gonna. They don't care what the results are. They just want you out. Now, obviously, they, the, the the winning all the titles means everything, and Allegri can bring that. But you know, at a certain point, if they don't start playing like beautiful football, they might be like, "Eh, we can do this with somebody else." You know. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it would be scary, like Nima and all you guys are saying, if he went Ooh. to Bayern. I mean, it would. I mean, they wouldn't concede a goal again. <laughs> Neuer would play till he's 45. I mean, fuck. I, I, mean, I agree with Nima. I'm on Nima's side here. And, and, and you know what? It is scary. He's right. Because not only does he have a, a t- good team, he has a great team. But, but what he did with Juve was very good team. He has a better team to allow him to maybe play a different style of football yeah, as well. That's, and not. That's that that you have to consider that now that and Nemo just like got into my head here and it's like it's like hold on he's right man because like if you have better players who's to say that he's gonna play the way he did with Juve exactly he played, true he, he true. played to the style of what was given to him and exactly. that's what makes him a good manager is that he doesn't go up and beyond of what he doesn't have he plays with, with within his limits exactly. so, so when he's up two or three nothing he has no choice but to play that boring football where he can't keep attacking. It's not what is given to him. He had one of the best back lines for how many seasons, which was always his strength to his club. So, exactly. so to me, that, no, that, I'm with that's, you on that. I'm with you like, on that. That's, that's, that's the way you have to look at it. And, and I, and I agree with Nima, if he goes there, this could be the best club in Europe. I mean, well, yeah. could be, it is. He's also <laughs> he's a lot of Premier League Sorry. Too. Uh, you know, and I and, and you know what you said this on your uh, the Italian uh, for it's Italian podcast. Uh, correct me. Italian football podcast. Thank you, wow. Italian football podcast. Wow. I, I'm, I've been butchering. I've been butchering. He was like, "Get it right, motherfucker." <laughs> podcast all day, man. But he said a good point on, on his last episode last week, or I think it was last week, where he said, um, "Oh no, I just went out of my head." Um, about, uh, about um, the hell which one? What Allegri or yeah, Allegri not leaving Juventus, and I and, and I thought the same thing before I heard your pod, and and I agree with you that there's the possibility that if Pirlo were to get fired, I do agree with what you said that he will be given a seven game contract, whatever it may be, just to make sure they finish in the top four spot. Okay. And they're going to add an extra two years because there's no way a team like Juventus is able to sign somebody with seven games left. I, I agree with you. That is a, a, the other scenario, I do believe. Well, I, that's I, the I, thing. I don't think Allegri will accept to go back to Juve for just a seven-game stint. Like, it just yeah. won't happen. That's under his dignity, and he's already – why would he risk that? And and although there's mm-hmm. a great friendship, I think, again, if, if, if Juve – again, it's just a very – idea of Juve not making the Champions League is just absurd. I mean, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, I, even just saying it makes me laugh because it just feels so bizarre, you know? Like so I, I, well, I love it. 
I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't cry. I would love you to be out. None of us would cry. I don't. I wouldn't cry. I'm just saying that. Cry laughter, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. I would say though that without Juventus in Champions League, the Italian coefficients could go. Absolutely, it would be horrible for it. It would be horrible for Italian. I'll put it with the example of France. We we were. This is the first time in about 23 years we have not been in Europe. And we're almost the same coefficients this year as Israel, Ukraine, not even in the top Yikes. four. And wow. even with PSG in the semifinals. Yeah. That, wow. that goes to show you, without Lyon and PSG, the coefficients for France are... Wow. Where'd you and, uh, shit that out? Huh? Where'd you shit that out? <laughs> oh, I found... I can easily look it up. It's pretty much the coefficients this year for wow. France. <laughs> <laughs> Them canceling the rest of the season, that's a hot mess in and of itself. Along with the TV rights, the new TV rights from Media Pro, that became a hot mess. And yeah. having new finances for TV rights, oh, that's a whole nother podcast just in and of itself. But long story short, basically we had no TV rights domestically for about three or four months because Media Pro couldn't fulfill his obligations. Yeah. They thought League on Channel would suffice in France, which... Knowing the French, they don't really watch that much Liga. They watch other leagues instead, and they didn't really like. It was just no, wasn't good. So basically, uh, the LFP, which is the um, like the French FA, had to take out government loans to help pay for the uh, the subsidies for TV rights for the clubs. Crazy. I didn't caused, realize it was that big of a mess. Oh yeah, it was a horrible, it's a complete mess. And it's just it's a hot mess, and it's going to get worse from here because. After this year, Canal Plus, the domestic TV rights, has no more contract. So they still have to make new TV rights for the next four years. And with the price of 1.1 billion euros, no one's going to be able to do that. No one can afford it with the age of COVID. So mm-hmm. we don't know how that next year is going to be unless Messi comes to PSG, which is a possibility, but obviously very far-fetched. It could be that we might have lower TV rights this year, and it could be less budgets, less things, and more sales in the French League. An Italian team should look at the French League and get the players, i.e. Eduardo Canmavinga or Hussam Alwar or Maxence Kakare, Ryan Shirky, just to name a few. Even those in Lille bought Jordan Jonathan Bamba. Renato Sanchez got his revitalization after Bayern Munich. Yeah. Jonathan David. I can go on and on, but – if the way things are, I wouldn't be surprised if Italian teams look at French league and be like, you know what, let's go get a couple players, get them on the cheap, and get yeah. get, get some uh, talent in there. You know, yeah, yeah, you can get that guy Paquita as well. Fucking sucks. <laughs> Let me tell you, that twenty million for Lucas Paqueta has been a steal. Six goals, five assists so far this season. Hey, it's some guys can't, better than Hakan. Can't crack it for the city, up, man. Don't worry. <laughs> some guys they just ain't make it. That's it, man. <laughs> Hey, you know, I, 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 I want... probably needed a different atmosphere with something yeah, that's like yeah. like with other Brazilians and with the Juninho being the sporting director. It just seemed like a very good chemistry, and so far it's yeah. been paying off. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to go around the table, guys, on, on a couple of Serie A things, especially you know uh, w- w- with the panel that we have, and, and I know I'm going to get to some some league on with George as well. So so don't worry, my friend, we'll we'll get that taken care of. Don't worry. But I, I want. I wanted to start uh, with Jerry, and obviously Nima is going to provide very valuable insight in, in this as well. Believe it or not, you know, since Jerry and I have been doing the show, going back to I think we started like about fourteen months ago. For most of the time that we've been doing shows together, 
Jerry has actually been the bigger believer in Antonio Conte than oh, yeah. me, despite me being the Interista. Like, like not Jerry surprising, not surprising. The guy, no even, yeah, even back when Conte was, you know, throwing his tantrums last season, uh, J- Jerry was usually the guy talking me off the ledge. And, you know, you go back to August after the Europa League final when Inter management had that summit at uh, at at the villa, and we thought all coming out of that, all Conte is going to resign, or he's going to get sacked, and Allegri's coming in, and it turns out, you know, Conte Conte's sticking around. I, I was actually a little bit upset that day because I I had sort of talked myself into Max Allegri, and Jerry yeah. had been talking me down the ledge. You know, I, I never thought Jerry that we would get to this point, you know, where eight match days left. I'm certainly not taking this for granted. I'm not throwing any celebrations. I'm very superstitious. But eight match days left. Inter have an 11 point lead in the Serie A. Uh, everyone has really rallied around Conte's style. Inter are collecting clean sheet after clean sheet. It's been extremely pragmatic, the approach, and it's been working. You know, I know people are criticizing Inter for lack of beautiful football and all that horseshit nonsense that we talk about here. But, you know, Jerry, I, I want to get your thoughts first because you have been my rock. I mean, at the time, you know, last season when I started to get gray hairs on my beard and I had, you know, zero hairs left on my head, you were the one who was talking me down from the Conte ledge, uh, and and people are now accusing Jerry of being an interista on Twitter. But you know, you, you, <laughs> including Richard, Jerry, your thoughts on what Conte has been able to do this season because it really has been remarkable. The improvement from Inter from you know late in the calendar year of 2020 versus what they've done, you know, 11 straight uh, victories in 2021. It's been pretty amazing. No, for sure. And- I don't know how people can write off Conte after one season. I'm sorry. It, it, they thought that he was going to come in and bring a Scudetto home and bring a Champions League home. And, and again, Nima said a great point on his podcast just recently where not many teams win a podcast. I'm sorry, win a Champions League. Like, come on. How, how, how long has it been since Juventus have won a freaking uh, – uh, Champions League. We have to go back to 1996. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's not easy. And I hate when me. No offense, Richard. I hate when Milan fans go, "Oh, we've won seven. <laughs> like, I, Milan the- Milan fans are the wor- one of the worst in the world. Back. I mean, it's the worst. And but overall, I think Conte has done a great job. Okay, he he's really got the best out of uh, Barella. Like, guy's a star midfielder. He's going to be the best midfielder for, for years to come. I still think that Sergei Malinkovic is the best this season. That's I'm a little biased, I'll be honest, but I just think that he's been more dominant. It's a whole different topic. But, but like, look what he's done with Skriniar. Last year, Skriniar wasn't good in a back three. Always played in a back four. Look how he's played this year. I think he's probably been if not, maybe their best defender, and maybe a lot will, will a lot of people will disagree. But I, I see a guy who who's really physical in the box on the offensive end, who's won a lot of headers and has scored a few goals off set pieces, and has been very defensive sound in the back end as well. Um, Conte's come with a game plan this year where people are buying into it; they're all on board, and I think that his stubbornness finally has been broken and, and, and bringing in Erickson really saved the season. I, I think that was the turning point for, for their city campaign where Erickson and Perisic. I mean, think about how well uh, his reason. He's, yeah. he's not even a natural wing back. Like I'd, I'd say he is now <laughs> a couple months now ago. He is. No, <laughs> maybe now, but a couple months ago, no. And, yeah. and, and the thought of, okay, so if you guys were to get rid of him, that's more money you guys are tied into. 
You're, you're, you're still paying Spalletti. You're still paying – you're going to be paying Conte. Like, you're, people are stupid to think that Conte was leaving in the first place. The only way Conte was going to leave this past summer was if Spalletti's contract was rescinded or something. Like, was done. Like, gone. Like, they the weren't going to pay – Jerry would have been – if Conte had, had said, I'm resigning and I'm not – you don't have to pay me the rest of my deal. That would have been really the only way, I feel. Never happening. If Chelsea went to court with uh, Conte about wages and all that crap – you think he's going to take away his contract with Inter? Not happening. But you know what? I, I just like what he's done. I, I was – you know what? His past his past track shows what he was able to do. And I and I hate when people say that he's not a great manager because he hasn't won a Champions League. Shove that shit up your ass, okay? I'll admit, I really do that's like That's so stupid. I really am always a big fan of the 3-5-2 formation. No, I'm not sure why. Yeah. But he has done wonders, and my kind of philosophy is very similar to what Conte is. 3-5-2, pressing the ball, getting a good attacking football. And that's pretty much sums up from a neutral perspective of what Conte has done at Inter so far. Because you see it sometimes at Chelsea when he won the Premier League his first year. Almost very similar with Eden Hazard with the back three. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry, because you're the Chelsea fan here. Um but um, I just love his 3-5-2, and I feel like now more and more pe- coaches are doing a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3 now as compared to the 4-3-3 of tiki-taka football during the Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola years. You know what I mean? So I, but, I do respect the content on and, that. And, and, and something – and I know – and I want to bring Nima in on this note because I know that Nima and I both have an appreciation – for a similar type of football. We love Catenaccio. I dude, I argue so much with my American soccer fanboy bros <laughs> about, you know, what what good football is supposed to look like because honestly, I don't think there's any answer. I to me, to me beautiful football, th- there there's a number of different ways to accomplish that, right? I mean, listen, possession based when you're breaking down defenses and creating chances, that can be beautiful, but when you break on the counterattack and you have a guy you know, like Romelu Lukaku running at you like a freight train. When you have the interplay that you can get between Lautaro and Lukaku, I mean, it can be absolutely beautiful because because Nima, one of one of the big things that I've noticed, you know, during the Conte era, especially lately when it's really working. Okay, when when Inter break on a counter, and I'm I'm sitting on the couch watching a game. As soon as they break on a counter, I spring to my feet because I know something something amazing could be about to happen. So. And Nima, I, I think about all the conversations that you and I have had on WhatsApp over the past year or so, when things weren't going so well, for, well for Conte, and how and how how we would freak out at times. So, your take on how things have been working lately? Look, so the thing is with with the, the reason why we're here is is a number of factors. Um, I, I, I look what what we saw in the summer when he decided to stay. Uh, when he was told that, look, we can't sign big players, you know, we're, there's no money, and 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 we, we won't, we don't, we don't want to sack you, we want to keep you, and but this is, you know, and he, you know, he he kind of worked in that. Okay, well then, there, you can't demand that I win because the project ended, as he as he likes to say, the project ended in August and all that nonsense. What happened? Look, is is very simply this: he went, we went to December, with him still sulking and being pissed off. Not having his way, uh, whinging over Ericsson, forcing him to play in a trequartista role that he doesn't understand. Um, 
you know, all that alpha male bullshit that Antonio Conte is so famous and famous for because, you know, he thinks Ericsson is a worse or, you know, because that's how he is as a person. But look, what happened, I've always said to you and everyone else that I think Antonio Conte is at his absolute best when his back is against the wall, when he cannot go into the transfer market, when he has to accept these, this is what I have and this is what I have to work with. Now, simultaneously, if you know your Conte history, and this is what I tweeted out a thread about the other day, he's he started his career playing 4-2-4. Yes. He's always wanted to play 4-2-4. He's never been able to do that. He had to change when he was at Juve because it was not defensively solid. So he changed to 3-5-2 and focused on intensity. That Now, intensity is energy cost. It costs a lot of energy. You can't maintain that throughout a season and compete in Europe. So he, he did that domestically successful in Juve. Then he goes to, to the Italian national team where he actually is, is closest to playing his 4-2-4 Tactically, if you look at it the way that, you know, teams that attack in a 4-2-4 and a defend in a 3-5-2. He kind of did that with the Italian national team. And that's kind of ironic, given that quality-wise, that's the worst team he's had at his disposal in terms of individual players. So he goes to Chelsea and he tries the same thing again. And then he, but but it doesn't work. So he changes to a 3-4-3 covering space because the intensity is not an issue. Now, what happens at Inter after Christmas is when he decides, when he realizes that, hang on, and this is something we've seen time and time again during this run of 11 games, which is absolutely fascinating. And I always say that this guy is a tactical genius. Look, what he does is Brozovic drops down deep next to Defray in the back in, in, in central defense. Bastoni and Skriniar, just like, like clockwork, immediately go up into fullback positions. This prompts the wingbacks to go into wingers. Hakimi and Perisic are wingers. They're not wingbacks anymore. An inter counterattack and build this way. And it always stops like clockwork this way. Whether or not it's a long ball up, whether it's centrally or down the or down the wings, if it's Lukaku meeting up, playing off of Lautaro, who plays it out wide, or vice versa, it goes out to one of the wings, they attack in a 4-2-4. He's never done that before. And he realizes this is how he's always wanted to play. And for the first time in his career, he's got a group of players that actually can deliver that. Attack in a 4-2-4, defend in a 3-5-2. And that's 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 why I say that I'm not ready to write him off as a European as a coach in Europe because we saw glimpses of that, a different version of this in the Europa League, which went to the final. It wasn't he didn't attack as a 4-2-4, he attacked instances like a 3-2-5. And that was a balance, and Sevilla ripped him apart because of that. Yep. The 4-2-4 works when he attacks because he can immediately close spaces when he doesn't have the ball to play in a 3-5-2. And he knows this because he's a smart guy. So therefore, that, that's why I'm saying that with a couple of signings, and it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, the only expensive signing they really need to make this summer is Rodrigo de Paul. He's the only one who possesses all the traits that inter don't that in this mint inter midfield does not have the movement and dribbling with the ball between the lines that is all that is lacking in this team when he has that he has Eriksen Brozovic Barella uh Eriksen Brozovic Barella Sensi and De Paul now that's five players that that can create in five different ways who you just got to get them working together and we, if he can and which he's been able to do so far so for me it's it literally is a season of two halves before christmas 
where where it was whingy, sulky Conte, and after Christmas, where it's Conte basically reinventing himself. And it's fascinating to see. It's really fascinating to see because I honestly did not think he had it in him. I didn't think he had it in him. But be, because he's, it's not the same coach. He's never played like this before. This isn't, this again, again, this isn't Conte at, at Juve. This isn't Conte at Chelsea. This is Conte doing what he wanted to do, going back to his roots almost, but updating it and freshening up for 2021. And it's, I'm, I'm more than anything, I'm excited if they can, if they can get Rodrigo de Paul, it's make or break next season in Europe. And it's going to be fascinating. I think that's a that's a tremendous tremendous breakdown, and you know, R- Richard. I of course you know I, I listen to you and Frank uh, every single week. I, I'm always pissed that I, I rarely can get on the live, but believe me, I always listen to the replays. I have a very long commute, so I, I have plenty of time to listen to. Pod. You're welcome. Yeah, and, and I and I like the way I like the way that you and that you and Frank uh, break it down as far as the whole beautiful football thing three points is beautiful football to me i i, I think that, that that's the most beautiful thing and uh and and kind of kind of your thoughts on on the way that you know conte has has really you know galvanized the squad and uh and and things are just really clicking to his standards lately first of all f- fuck off i gotta follow nemo after that shit and come on now that's fucking brilliant i gotta follow that shit um no you but you know with a, with a purely breakdown if you want Fuck that. <laughs> anyway, no, so Conte is, uh, he, he is brilliant. I mean, Nima said it exactly right. I mean, someone asked us in our last podcast about what do we think about the 4-2-4, and I'm like, look, it's not really a 4-2-4. It's, it is when, it go, when they attack, it's a 4-2-4, but he goes back to 3-5-2 afterwards. Um, it's, it, he's very much a, he's got the team that he wants, basically, minus, like, like Nima said, Rodrigo de Paul. Um, people are complaining. You know, first of all, you said about Jerry, how he's the only one really, you know, supporting uh, Conte while, you know, you were you were not. And pretty much every Interisti I saw, they were saying the same thing. Like, you were, Alex. They were like, oh, fuck, this guy's put, making me crazy, driving me crazy. And all of us the neutrals were like, calm down, relax. He's going to be good with you guys. Just relax. Um, but he's really galvanized his team, like you said. I mean, he's got Erickson playing another another level. Alexis Sanchez is playing great. I mean, everybody on this team. He's got a Romelu Lukaku freaking fit. The, the shape this man is in, he is freaking a beast right now. I mean, he's fast. He's got the skills. He can score unplayable. goals. Unplayable. 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 There's no defender really that can play him right now. Um, and so the way that, that Conte has his team lined up, it's just, it's just amazing. And um, like we said, people want to say, oh, he's not playing beautiful football. Who gives a shit? I mean, they're winning. That's all that matters. But Look at Allegri when he was at Juventus for freaking... Yo, sure, sure, but you know what I'm saying. It's not like the beautiful tiki taka or whatever. It's like no, they get, he's getting three points. That's all that matters. Why do you care? Like, there's Juventus fans for years and they had Allegri. Same shit, right? He gets the win. That's all that matters. Win the title. People the, should be happy. And the I, thing I, that gets me, the thing that gets me the most. Sorry to cut you off, Richard. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the thing that pisses me off the most about that nonsense about 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 Conte's uh, Inter. First of all, up until Saturday, they scored the most goals in the Serie A, yep. more than Atalanta. And they played two less games than Man City and scored more than them domestically, equal with Barcelona. The only team that they haven't scored with is, as much as is Bayern Munich, yeah. and and that's and I can live with that. Okay? Sure, <laughs> but, but but more than that, this is bullshit. Because when Conte's first year at Juve, when they'd finished seventh the year before, when they went off like a freight train and ran home with the Serie A title, not a single person 
said that year that Juve's that Conte's Juve was boring or anything like that. Exactly. They, the boring nonsense came three, four, five years down the line when they kept writing up Serie A titles. You can't compare Conte's second year when he's taken a team that hasn't won jack shit for ten years and is actually building something to win. You got to compare it with his first year or second year when he's actually building something at Juve. So yeah. the comparison is completely flawed. Absolutely. In and of itself. But then when you look into the actual data, this is not a team that plays boring football. They have the second longest passes before scoring. They have the second longest average attacks before scoring. They have scored the most goals. They they concede the least. They, yep. They're not a very physical side because I think they're 20 for the most tackles per game. They just out it's they outplay their opponents because they've got the best coach in the league. It's that simple. He prepares for games like a lunatic, like, 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 I mean, no one prepares like Antonio Conte for games before he comes to these games. Now that he's obsessed with, with, with the league, no one can come near him. He comes so super prepared and his players know exactly what to do. And he's got not only black plan, plan B and C, he's got like six different plans he can play because of the shift in system that I was talking about earlier. And none of it is based on people falling over their feet and they poking in a goal no he creates yep and and it, it just falls flat on every, every single one of those things falling flat on his face every team that they've come up against in over the last month or so that we thought was going to give them a challenge he's had to answer for every single one of them <laughs> and it's been it's been amazing like i'm like this could be a game that they could steal but i have a feeling conte is going to figure it out and of course he figures it out i was like my goodness he, he has every answer and it's it's a, it's brilliant to watch it, i mean it, as a neutral in the derby you had 65, what, 55-60% of the ball. Yeah. Inter yeah. dominated that game. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. who cares about ball position? Exactly. It's about what you do with it. And, and, exactly. and to that point, it's even been more Central effective. Effectors. It's been more effective Edgar. against the, 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 the stronger opposition because when you're going up against a team, you know, like a Milan and like a Lazio with more firepower, then that tends to be where – not having the ball and breaking on the counter becomes even more effective. So Absolutely. That, that, it's what we've seen is that so, they'll sit back, soak it up, and then yeah. hit, hit them on the counter. And I think a smart team would, would let Inter have the ball, make them more uncomfortable, and that way you counter on them. Like maybe Roma could do that, but their defense sucks. But, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, the way they play is they say, hey, you have the ball. We'll catch you on the counter and punch you, knock you out. And they do it every time, and nobody's like opening their eyes. The times that Inter have looked the most vulnerable is teams that have let them have the ball, and then they hit them on the counter. Right. So. Well, well, that's the weird thing because when when he's played teams like that, that are like Torino, like Parma, he's found a way to overload them. Yeah. Like it's, it's like how the hell did this end up in a two v one situation? Because he knows, you know, the re you know, I know a lot of it. You know, it's become a meme of him standing by the sidelines and screaming and shouting, but it's it, it's it, yeah, I know, but but it's like. There's a reason he does that because he works with them so closely. It's like he's telling them that he makes these commandos and on just like that, they switch on. They, he has this ability, which is classically Italian, to lull teams to sleep. And then out of nowhere, within five seconds, the ball's in the back of the net. It's, it's just it's, it's unbelievable the, the change that we've seen since after Christmas. And, and the more time goes on, the more you see that he's building this kind of monster of a team. And if they can just get him one or two players, Inter are going to be something to reckon with in Europe. I don't think I got, 
I have I a, I, I, I've got a question for Richard. I got a couple questions for George, and then I want Jerry to tell a story to Nima. So, R- Richard, I, I, I wanted to ask you, my friend. Uh, now, personally, if you want my opinion, I, I do think Milan will qualify for Champions League. Uh, now, obviously, from your perspective, being a Milanista, I'm sure it's a little bit, you know, more nerve-wracking to see uh, you're, you're in second place, but you are only Sputtering. four points above fifth place at the moment. So right. what's your thought with eight match days left? Are you a little nervous? How confident are you to hold on to top four? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see that Juve is not doing as great, but Atalanta, my big worry, what I said at the beginning of the season, I said Atalanta would finish second behind Inter because they're that good of a team, and they're making that march now, and that's I'm really worried about that. You know, I... Atalanta, Milan are, are going to be sputtering here down the down the stretch. If they can get some wins against some of these lower opponents um, and just keep getting points, I think they'll be fine. But you know, luckily for us, uh, Juve is still struggling as well. They're, when we lose, they lose. It seems like so we don't we don't lose any ground on them. Napoli also you got to keep an eye on because they could certainly come into the top four as well. So I think they'll barely hang on, but it's going to be nerve wracking. I mean, I've got I'm going to have a full head of gray hair by the time this thing is done. Um, so I I don't know. It's just They've been caught out and they can't recover. What's that, George? I'm the same way. Just okay. moving on. It's a different situation. Though. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, you know what? I think Milan's schedule is very tough because when you look at it, it's the toughest schedule maybe. I have a, I'm just looking at theirs first, and I didn't realize this, but without t- looking at the bottom seeders, you got Atalanta, Juventus, Lazio, and Sassuolo. And and Sassuolo can can be good on a good day. So those are four big games they have. And then you got here's here here is where it gets even more kind of dicey. In the in the in the last three weeks, they played Torino and Cagliari. And let's just say these are two teams that are that are really neck and neck. And if you're playing these two teams back to back where they're within two, three points, that becomes even more difficult for Milan now. Yeah. Because now you're you're playing a team that is fighting for relegation and like to, to fight off relegation and it's 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 this is a very difficult schedule. If and Milan played to their opponent too. They were in the beginning of this huge run that they were on. They they would beat everybody and didn't matter. Now they're playing to their opponent. So if the t- opponent sucks, they're gonna suck. If they play a good opponent, they'll play better. And it's 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 infuriating as a fan because you're like, I don't know what team I'm gonna see this week and. Yeah, you're hoping for a penalty because that's all they can get lately. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. You, you, you got to tell your guy, San Remo Zlatan, to stop getting sent off. I mean, it's Fuck, been, I every, every other week. <laughs> Lead by example, right? <laughs> now, I, I wanted to I wanted to get into uh, with George. Uh, now, we see, of course, PSG doing their thing in Champions League. They knock Bayern Munich out, so they advance to the semifinal. But in Ligue 1, they're not currently in first place. So this is going to be a photo finish, man. Are we going to have a new champion this year? Well, it all depends because with, with PSG, it's always they play so good in all their energies in Champions League. Then the coming weekend, they drop points. Uh, you see that with Nantes. They said that with Lorient. They, um, the Strasbourg was a little bit different. They actually won. But usually whenever it's a Champions League and then they play another opponent in the weekend, they tend to drop points, and usually it's their loss. Um, I feel like they have, like, what, seven or eight losses, I think, so far this season, and yet they're still in second place. Three points behind Lille, who have about four losses. So um, Lille still have to play us. We still have to play um, Monaco as well. So between first and fourth place, it's a, uh, I believe it's um, six points. 
Wow. Separating first and fourth, fourth place. Jeez. And second place and third and fourth place is three points. So it's not going to be, a, it's going to be a photo finish. Um, I know Leon play Lil and Monaco back to back. So that could definitely change things around big time. Um, we could be the spoiler that causes PSG to win the title, or we can cause um, Lil to solidify themselves as a uh, first place, but it's going to be a photo finish and it's going to get me a lot of gray hair. Cause Right now, with no Europe, being in fourth place is kind of embarrassing to know that we're only going to get probably Europa League at this point when we should be getting Champions League with no Europe. It's inexcusable, in my opinion. And you know, uh, I, I've got to ask you uh, about uh, about my guy and my girl, Maro and Wanda in, in Paris. Uh, Where's where, where he going to wind up? Because uh, there's a lot of smoke with Juventus. So what do you think happens there? I mean, he barely played. <laughs> he's barely in on the field. Usually he's either naked on Instagram with Wanda or um, <laughs> or he's out injured. I mean, this guy is what? They spent like seven. Are they, are they still doing those? Like are they still doing those? Are they still doing those like pseudo SM black and white photos where he's naked and she's standing there? I don't know. I don't follow them. You, you, know, you know what's really interesting, Nima? Because I, I, I still, I actually still follow Wanda on Instagram, which is not a bad thing. You know, the, but it, it's it's mostly solo shots now. It's mostly like her just like uh, kind of like hold, like <laughs> cupping the uh, cupping the, uh, the chest area. It's usually what it is now. No, I think personally, he's probably Thanks. earning back to Serie A because I. I think Paris is a great place to go, but for him, he's been injured most of the time. So he's not been getting the good experience that he needed to get in Paris. And I think Paris wants to offload him with his wages and try to get something out of him for something else, which I believe they I mean, want to probably do a swap deal with uh, Juventus, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Dybala. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, Nima, is that, is that your sense? Do you think he caught the finally ends up in uh, Juventus? It's only been rumored for like four seasons. It finally comes true. Maybe. I think it does. I think it does. And I think um, because simply because of the fact that, well, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, what do you do with Ronaldo? I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so much insecurity factor here. What happens with Ronaldo? Does he stay? If they don't make the, if they don't make the champions league, what the hell do they do? You know, if they make the Champions League, okay, does does Cristiano stay? Does he go? Um, Morata, who's the coach? Who's going to be the sporting director? Do you, if you bring Allegri back, how can Paratici stay? How can Nedved stay? Um, if they don't and they continue with someone else, okay, well then you got to build around them. And then if you bring Spalletti and you want to <laughs> Spalletti and, and Nicardi, the guy who stripped him of his captaincy at Inter. I mean, there's so much there's so much insecurity. And then you've got Dybala, his contract expires, and you know, Juve are in, are in are in a very tight spot. But, yeah, but knowing Juve, it'll probably end up with them signing Donnarumma and Locatelli and everyone else wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? like that, they are evil. You know, this is you can't... Or even Memphis Depay or yeah, no, some some shit like that. Like, like something like that could absolutely happen. I mean, this is Juve. Never underestimate them. Keep so, in mind I mean, how I much know. there is a legit yeah. rumor that they wanted to do Husamawar. I mean, cash plus Matea de Shiglio for Husamawar. Wow. And FYI, no Lyon fan ever wants Matea de Shiglio at the club. No He's, fan wants Matea de Shiglio. No, the only person who does is at real Don Agnelli because he's an idiot who wants, who has a crush on his beautiful boy. <laughs> beautiful boy. 
<laughs> Let's just say know. this: as bad as as bad as Icardi has been this year, he'd be the fourth highest uh, score on uh, on Juventus right now if he were to come onto the team. And like that's that's how bad Juventus has been with scoring this year. He's got five goals, and he would be tied fourth with uh, Weston McKinney. Wow! That, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as bad as Icardi has been this year, that just shows how shit Juventus has been too on the scoring end, where the bulk of their goals have come straightly. Basically from Ronaldo, and I think the second highest score I just saw was uh, Chiesa with seven. So yeah, he's I think personally, he's been great. I think personally they should not get Morata permanently. I think Memphis should go to Juventus, and I think Memphis as a false nine up top can really help out and really help with your Ronaldo. He's that kind of person that, more, that goes off. I, I, that. I'm with I'm with you on that because I think that would suit Pirlo's football more. Yes, um, in in one way. And you're but getting then him again, on a free. But then I mean, again, Pirlo's football. Salary, but you're getting him on a free. No one can yeah. help Ronaldo. They got that piece of shit. Okay, <laughs> no no one can help Ronaldo. Well, I'm not he saying help, but I mean he no, can definitely. No one can help him. him. You can yeah. put you, you can put. No, it doesn't matter what you put on the field. The guy's a selfish. He's gone anyways. He's an ignorant yeah, piece of crap. I hate how this Ronaldo fan boy girl club, I hate it, man, where they think that, oh, Ronaldo's not the issue. It's the team that's the issue. I didn't know that when you play football, it's one guy and the other 10 just watch you. Like Just like Messi? Just like no, they, they oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I may be a Messi fan, but when Messi plays, I think he does make other players around him better. That's just my take. I, I, I know that there are certain times in the game where he'll take it himself. But there, when he sees a lane or a, an area or a pitch space that he can he can okay. exploit, he, he he'll do it. That's the difference. But when he sees a pass, he will put his his own teammates in a certain position to score. That's just the way I look at it. You tell me how many key passes Ronaldo has every year. I, I would love to know what his key passes are because he doesn't make passes when he should. Like that's just the way I, I look at him. He he elects to take a shot, and then the best was uh, I think it was on Sunday where Chiesa does, doesn't make the pass to Ronaldo where he's wide open, yeah. and he just runs straight up. And I think he does that on purpose because had had it been vice versa and Ronaldo had to make the pass, I can bet you my life he doesn't make it. Okay, I'll bet you my <laughs> I'm life. You. I'm sorry, man. Like. You know what? Ronaldo is a it has plenty of talent. And I and that's not my art. That people say I'm stupid and ignorant because I I think that Ronaldo's garbage. No, I don't think I, I just think I, Juventus have no midfield. If they can yes. get an hour, you're right about that, that would definitely solve a lot of their problems. You're right, but you also want to adapt. You mm-hmm. also Ronaldo's never adapted his game with Juventus. He still no. plays the same way, like Figure it out. You don't have a midfield. Come back a little bit. Don't walk back. The guy gingers up front. It's disgusting. Like he does. Ask him if he knows that the word defense. Because I guarantee you, like he does it. He, you know what? He's an old maybe, man now, Terry. He's got to save that energy. He's mid thirties Maybe now. Nima. Maybe Nima. I thought he was thirty eight. <laughs> Right. No, he's maybe like he, 34, 35, sub 35. Yeah, I think it's 35. Oh, Flapa's oh. like 59. He, this is the guy who ruined Rafa Benitez at, uh, where was that? Real Madrid, right? Yeah. When he was, uh, when he was managing, uh, I think it was Madrid under, and Ronaldo was there, and they didn't get along. And Ronaldo basically ruined him and got him out. Was Rafa Benitez, was he there when Rafa Benitez was there? 
He was managed. He was didn't. I thought it was Pellegrini. I don't remember. I, I was reading in, in, in the biography. Yeah, he could I, probably, I, probably was there, but uh, no. Nah, look, look, it was a half I, a season. I, yeah, probably. I, I don't remember. I, I don't. I am not a big fan of Rafa Benitez, but um, look, uh, with Ronaldo and Messi, look, Cristiano Ronaldo is not the same player today that he was when he was when he came through at Man United. It's a completely right. different. Player. No, absolutely. And, and 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 I think a lot of that is how I think. Zidane actually should get a lot of credit for what you see now. The poacher—that's what he was. That's that, that's that's Zidane's creation. Before that, with the Mourinho team with Özil, Kedira, Di Maria, these are all players that he bought, um, and Benzema. And all, all, all of the you know the, that that Real Madrid was Mourinho's creation. He laid the foundation for that team that went on to win the four Champions Leagues. If we're perfectly honest, um, and and that was that was Mourinho's team. And the way that he used Ronaldo there, and the way the Real Madrid used Ronaldo there was it's a different team it was a different Ronaldo completely to, to the team you see now I mean uh, the, to the Ronaldo you see now which is because of his age he's a poacher you know he doesn't he, but but I mean I think it would be a disservice to say that he can't pass or create because yeah. I mean I've seen him do some crazy shit this year with some of those passes which are Dude, just like guys I, I I hate to say this this is the second time that this has happened to me in like two weeks Jerry can attest to it what I my uh my computer uh I I've got I don't I don't think that this can function without me the rest of this uh the 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 rest no. of this session and my uh my uh part part of my power outlet I left it at work so I, I think we have like two more minutes Jerry but before my computer dies <laughs> and, and we're out of commission can, can, can wow. you tell a story for Nima? Oh, if, we get, yeah. if we get knocked off, you're going to know why. If we get knocked off, you're going to know why. But, Jerry, you got to give me something. Cherry story. Grocery store, you got to give me something here. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, it's a really embarrassing story, but I don't care, really. <laughs> it's uh, when I went to my uncle's uh, friend's house. This was like in, this was in high school, actually. And uh, we went to this his friend's house, and I was in the washroom, actually. And I don't know if this ever happened to you. There was no toilet paper. So, so there was no toilet paper, and, and and I was in trouble. And I was embarrassed to ask where the toilet paper was because it wasn't my house. It was the first time there. So instead of asking for toilet paper, I found a towel hanging on no, you the didn't. bar. No, you yeah. didn't. Oh. <laughs> so, 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 so I used the towel. What about your sock? But, no, I'm not using my sock. <laughs> I'm going to wash that. <laughs> So I used the towel, and when it was done, I kind of folded it, and I oh. on top of the bar. <laughs> I know it's an embarrassing oh, wow. story, but you wanted a jury tour. the first thing that came to my head. Uh, oh, my God. You were never invited to my house. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no shame, man. Like, I'm gonna die. That's nasty, I'm gonna Jerry. Die. Hey, I need there was another time Neil where like, oh my Deus. Alex went to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably finding a charger. Oh my god. It was oh the first god. thing that came to my mind. I I don't know. I, you guys put me on the spot on the spot for a Jerry story, oh man. Like, no, I love it. I love it. Thanks, Jerry. He found it looks like he found a charger. There, I'm, there, trying, I'm scrambling. Hold on, hold on. Did you not read what David just wrote? Log into your phone. Yeah. I, okay. You know what? I I just found that this is a miracle. This is a miracle. My my Nintendo Switch charger 
works yeah. on my computer. So we are fucking yeah. safe. Gaming saves lives. Also, my Nintendo Switch HDMI works. For Jerry, I have, Jerry, I have, I have, to, Jerry, I have to ask Jerry. Um, did he? What did he say when he? In, in, I don't know. Found, I don't know. I left. I, know. I, left. I, left. I, left. I never mentioned. He's never talked to him again. But he must have said something. He must have said. He didn't the whole night. Oh, it was so uncomfortable though that whole night, man. Sitting in that room, man, I was so uncomfortable. How did you not go home after that? I gotta go. You know? <laughs> I wanted to go home. I was there for an hour. I had to like, I was dying. It was bad, man. Really bad. Like, you, like, nasty Jerry. Yeah. Okay. One time, my first, uh, my first grocery job, I, I caught a man in the middle of the aisle taking a piss between a, in between what? a display. Yeah. How? Did they? Oh, I don't know. Apparently, he had a bladder problem. He apparently oh had a bladder God. problem. We, we had like we, our grocery store was called Western Produce. It was like old seniors' home, basically, where all the seventy years old and sixty year old kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alex, so the old sure man comes in the middle of the aisle. Like, is Alex legs. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I have to. Uh, I I have to sit on my bed because if I'm in a diff, if I do this from the living room, I'm gonna wake up my three year old because I talk too loud. So I have to like, I have to basically like hide like in the, in the other side of the house when I do this. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> did the Sharon three year old swearing. Yeah, I can. I can understand that. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. well, listen, so- guys. Oh, I, I I had a freaking blast. I want to give everybody a chance to. Uh, to, to plug anything you guys want to plug george it was so great having you on man if you want to let people know where they can find you social media anything you want to promote man the floor is yours all right well there's my purse that's no wait there you go there's my personal yeah. um twitter feed um i also do a football well english podcast which i'll put that in in um to Calcio podcast afterwards. Um, we do t- talk things league and Leon. Um, we do actually bring on other opposing fans onto, uh, onto the podcast, not to just shit on them, but you know, to, to give them their space. But, um, but yeah, we talk about all things Leon. Hopefully good things happen and we'll see how things turn out for the end of the season, but it's going to be more gray hairs and, uh, Hopefully Garcia's fired. That's all I'm hoping for. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I, I, and, and you got you guys know, of course, uh, R- Richard Carmen has been a good buddy of ours. He and Frank Ravello, they they are family, man. Uh, and of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's got the he's got the Seria uh, sit down Twitter handle. Their tag, so you know where to find his show. And and Richard, you guys uh, recently moved. You were you were many uh, many months, if not years, doing Tuesdays. Uh, you changed nights recently, right? Yeah. So we we started off doing Sundays a long time ago, and then we like switched over to Tuesday nights. And we're like, okay, we'll do that because you know sometimes news breaks on Monday and Tuesday, and so we can get it in there. Uh, but then yeah, we decided to go back to Sundays, and uh, yeah, just changed things up, and it's uh, yeah, it's good. We're uh, like. We always say we're a recap show on steroids, and uh, we're good for sometimes two hours long, you know. But we like to talk about all the games, and uh, yeah, you, you can follow the tag uh, right there, yeah, a little bit better uh, at Serie A Sit Down uh, anywhere on social media and YouTube, and then you can follow me if you want, I guess, at r underscore k h a r m a n. And remember, Caicedo greater than Immobile. Ah, Richard, does Frank? Still I got the uh, the podcast Twitter page now, so there you go. Oh, nice. what's that, Nima? Does does Frank still call his? Does Frank's friend still call him Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest episode ever. He's like, "That's so much my friend said to me, Daddy." I'm like, what I, I died. 
I died. <laughs> I cried. You see, I was crying on that episode. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. Oh my god. Rafa was. You broke Rafa. He broke Rafa too. Like <laughs> Rafa was dying as well. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Oh my god. Oh, Huge thank you uh, to Nima for joining us, especially since it's the middle of the goddamn night uh, for yeah. you in Sweden. So I'm, I, I, I'm I, over. Jerry's story killed me. I'm crying. I'm literally. <laughs> He's crying. still crying. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you uh, get 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 some sleep in a moment, but of course uh, you 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 have a lot of things going on from Sempre Inter to the Italian football pod. Let the people know where they can find everything. Thanks um, at Sempre Intercom on Twitter and at Ita Footpod uh, on Twitter. Where that's where we put the Italian football podcast and patreoncom tifp if you want to join and and listen to our stuff. And oh my God, Jerry, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm gonna die. Howls and shit. Howls and shit. Uh, for me, there's two things to that story. It's that you folded it over and hung over. <laughs> and then you stayed for another hour. Uh, yeah, yeah, stayed for another um, hour. I, I was I was more nervous because like I was not, yeah, I was more nervous. I, not not because of the towel. I was more nervous because how I was feeling. I was felt like so crappy. I need to go take a shower. I was like, I gotta get out of here, man. Yeah. I'm dying to leave, man. At least you crap in the shower. Yeah, that was not actually that's not a bad idea. I should probably have thought about that. it. Fuck, I, I would have done that for real. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Oh, I don't God. care. Whatever gets the job yeah, done. I, don't, yeah, I, well. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't ask for toilet paper. I was like, "Fuck, what do I do, man?" Like, so you sh- I, I, I'm already done though. Like, I'm like, "Shit, what do I do? Do I put my pants up back?" This up is why you check I, first. <laughs> yeah, you tell you me, man. I, I, checked the, I checked everywhere. I like. What household doesn't have toilet paper in their fucking washroom? Like, <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, there's something wrong with that. It's not. It's really That's not your fault. Right. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. Like, you you would think that you would ask for it, right? Maybe maybe text your uncle. Hey, uncle. Like, yeah, you, there's, there's something wrong with this washroom. Oh my god. Grab the toilet. You call him Zio? Uh, I, I call him. Yeah, I call him Zio. I just okay. say uncle. It's just easier because a lot of people don't know. Uh, Oh, it man. is an Italian podcast. I don't even know that. And I'm yeah. not even Italian. Portuguese. Hence why I put that in there earlier. I love it. And anyway, oh. Jerry, you, you always have a hundred things going on, man. You, you're writing, yeah. you're, you're writing oh, for every writing. for every site on the planet. You've even been <laughs> writing about Inter. Uh, have you written about Napoli as well? Did I uh yeah, I did Napoli. I, I you know why I don't I don't I, I write about Inter two reasons. It, uh, the it gives me a stronger mm-hmm. following for myself. It gets more viewers, so people see what I'm doing. And you know what? I, I've never had a bad encounter, man. I noticed with Inter fans, not one Inter fan has really ever given me a hard time compared to Roma, Juve, and even Lord Figo loves you. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> I want. I want to know what that guy's on because I want some too. I, I, I want whatever he has because it, it, that shit's really good. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shout out to the cereal milk, Mike. Man, <laughs> the cereal milk. That's right. I don't know. I, 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 a lot of people call me out for like, <laughs> a lot of people call me out for for being very supportive of Inter. You know what? I'm okay with Inter. I think I love the team itself. I I, I respect the brand of football. That's why I, I really appreciate Inter this year, and I and I respect what Nima has said that it, it's exciting football. And I, and I've watched every game this year because of our podcast. So I've been up to date just to, to converse with Alex. And I think that – and lastly, I didn't get to, to talk about this. I know I'm probably going off topic, is, and I want to tell you this, Nima, is that this whole 
Champions League and he screwed up bullshit. Everybody can shove that in their ass because that that was not an easy group. I don't give a, I was listening no, to Nina Ryuki today or whatever her name is, and, and she's got the worst takes. I'm going to be honest right now. Uh, I'll Who? shoot it. Mina Ryuki. Mina Rizuki. Rizuki, that's it. Her, I like her, though. I don't like her, man. Is she from ESPN? No, she's too biased with Juventus. I get out of here. Is she ESPN? You open my, yeah, yeah you open she my, was on ESPN. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she still is there. But I was listening to her pod with Matteo Benetti. I, I like Nikki Blandine. I think she has really good takes. But yeah. uh, Can I do a like, side um, note of the side note, though? Sure. How are you guys feeling for those in the U.S. that ESPN is last year of Serie A's this season? And it's going to go to Paramount Plus afterwards. Doesn't yeah. bother me because I have it, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 and I, I was telling I was telling you guys, uh, Richard, the last time we were on together, it's like I, I, I'm so cheap that uh, I haven't been. Like, obviously, I watch Champions League, but I've been watching Champions League on Spanish TV because I can get me that too. for free. Me too. So, I, yeah, see, th- thank you. See, the commentary is better, too, than English. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so but but now obviously since Serie A is going to Paramount Plus, I'm gonna have to add that to the uh, to the to the repertoire. What's up, Ricky? So, yeah, yeah. You oh, go from man. you go for spending like only one app. You think you're gonna save money by getting all these streaming apps, and you end up spending a lot more. I think I spend a lot more now than I did when I had cable. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's stream here, man. Whatever, it's football. But yeah, yeah. like I was saying, Nima, I, I I think that the oh, Champions yeah, League, it's not now. a bust to me. You know what? It, it is what it is, and. For what it was like that group was never easy so i think people don't give enough appreciation to the teams that they had to play as well at the end of the day so it was never going to be easy to come top three in that group that's just the way i look at it but i know a lot of people shit on me for that but it is what it is and i've learned something new i learned a lot more of calcio today more, yeah. more calcio intern all that I so alex I, I would love to come back on and talk calcio instead of leon Hopefully, not in like 14 months time maybe like in a couple weeks time would be great we'll make it happen man at least I, I had a great time with everybody and uh and, and we we did it a little bit uh, a little bit earlier for this one because i still haven't eaten dinner and i i don't want to keep nima up to like nine in the morning i want i want i'll tell you what i'll stay up if arthur, if arthur morelli senior comes on then ah, I'm, instead of junior and, and bring senior on because I, I I want Arthur's I want Art's dad to be on to be There's on. There's a junior. Senior is the man. There's an Arthur Junior. Well, Art, I'll yeah, know. Art is 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 junior. Like yeah, Art, Art Morelli is son? junior. Yeah, his dad is senior. No, no, but uh, hold is his He's like a, he's he's twenty two, man. He's straight he's straight out of college, hitting those streets. He's got a twenty two year old. I didn't even know that. <laughs> no, I he had like a no, five year old. No, uh, don't listen to him, Jerry. <laughs> don't listen to your father, Alex. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, uh, what, what is everybody coming like an hour later? Well, because we we usually start later, so so I, I would suggest I would suggest that everybody everybody who got in a few minutes ago, uh, go back and watch <laughs> and listen to the replay, uh, and and uh, and we're you know Monday Mondays and or Thursdays we'll probably uh, do our uh, do a, another live on Monday, and I want to I want to make sure that at various points throughout the year we get everybody back on again because I had a lot of fun. So huge oh, shout out to Richard, to Nima. To George, uh, new, I, I, this guy always makes me laugh. What's this uh, new uh, version of Champions League format? What is this shit? Oh, the Swiss model. That means the more Ligue 1 teams. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's one the more extra spot for Ligue 1. 
but also two spots for those that didn't make the top four but are in the top five leagues. So, for example, Arsenal or Tottenham, they don't make top four, then they would get into it through historical preference, Uh, through their coefficients. So Milan will make it every year then. There you go. (laughs) It's because that – so maybe so like this, this is fucking it has bullshit, to be man. there from fourth to seventh place, Jerry. If they're outside of that, I'm with I'm with in. David on this. I mean, this, this I knew this was going to happen as soon as I yeah. really started. Every every time they they want to expand the Champions League, they 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 rattle the old cage of the Super League to scare UEFA and UEFA caves. And then they do that for it's a couple true. of years it's until true. they want more money, and then they do that again. I mean, I've seen this basically for the last twenty five years, and it's I agree with David. I think it's. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I agree. I love well, coefficients for league. Yeah, that's all. That's okay. true. You <laughs> should be relegated. I agree. Fucking cheaters. <laughs> oh, right. So I, I, I want to send a huge, a huge thanks and a shout out to everybody. Uh, you know, you want to make sure you can follow me uh, on Twitter as well. The handle is the. Uh, hold on, let me point to it. Uh, yeah, and make sure make sure you check every restroom for toilet paper <laughs> before you go. Check your towels too. <laughs> if you have Jerry in your house, <laughs> or make sure you oh, don't Jerry, pee in a supermarket. Pee in a supermarket. I'm gonna go to bed. For Jerry, for Nima, for Richard, for George, I'm Alex. We'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao. Ciao.